The blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. And we've been doing it for over five seasons. So we might as well keep doing it. I mean, <laughs> y'all seem to like it. I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Corey. <laughs> and today we are going to be giving you season six, episode four, The Chinese Woman. It first aired October 13th, 1994. Corey, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course I can. The Chinese woman. George's phone lines get crossed with Donna Chang's and Jerry winds up dating her. Estelle Costanza gets relationship advice from her. It turns out she's not Chinese. That was the weirdest worded (laughs) synopsis. Whoa, she's not Chinese. All right. She's from Long Island now. Yes, yes, she is. All right, and to start off our episode, per usual, we have a stand-up, and this one is on chopsticks. This one might be the most racist stand-up that he's ever done, and may God have mercy on my soul for saying it right here, but here we go. I think the thing I admire most about the Chinese is that they're hanging in there with the chopsticks, because if you think about it, you know, they've seen the fork by now. I'm sure they've seen the spoon. They're going, yeah, they're okay. We're going to stay with the sticks. And here's where it just plummets. I mean, I don't know how they missed it. Thousands of years ago, Chinese farmer gets up, has his breakfast with the chopsticks, goes out and walks all day in the field with a shovel. Hello, shovel. Not going out there plowing 40 acres with a couple of pool cues. Bro, this is the worst stand-up I think he's ever, ever done, and the most racist. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the most racist. I mean, to make the assumption that the way you eat food is just inherently better yeah. because you're used to it is is kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, and it's not even that funny. So It's not, yeah. it's not that funny. We'll just, so. Let's just move, move along then. Yeah, I do find it interesting that they um they like culturally appropriating Chinese stuff because this is not the first kind of white person who is kind of uh, appropriated Chinese culture in Seinfeld. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen it before. Yeah. We've seen it. What was it? Uh, was it George's girlfriend earlier yeah, on when she was exactly. wearing the? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I don't know why they came back to it. Uh, I don't because, either. Because honestly, <laughs> I don't the thing is, when I hear the Chinese woman, the first person I think about is that. George's girlfriend because she dresses like Chinese even though I think Donna Chang I think Donna Chang but I think that woman yeah, because she dresses in a kimono yeah and so they kind of have my wires crossed a little mm-hmm. bit so because um, we've just we've seen so many damn episodes of Seinfeld <laughs> 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 and we've seen them a hundred times so uh, all right we start the episode and we're on the street Jerry is thinking about you know his facial hair and Elaine is care. I do like here. Elaine is carrying things. Um, you know, she's obviously just <laughs> she can't handle all these bags. And Jerry's just eh, walking around talking about his facial hair. He's not he's not offering help one iota. No, no. This is totally Jerry in his own world right now. It's almost as if like they made a bet. And they had, and he had, oh, you have to carry my bags for me or something like that. I just feel, it has that feel to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I think I think it's because when they get to Jerry's apartment, she just throws the bags down. And I'm like, wait, are those her groceries or his? If they're his, yeah. then yeah, I get her throwing them down. If they're hers, why is she throwing them down? But then if they're his, why is she carrying them? Yeah, I feel like you're right. Something happened prior to this scene that we're not privy to. But Mm -hmm. I still enjoy it. I think it's funny just to to see it happen. Yeah, (laughs) It's funny to see Elaine struggling and Jerry just not giving a shit. Yeah. So uh, immediately they're talking about Noreen here. And so we kind of brought this up in the last episode. Noreen is a through line in both. She's appearing in both of these episodes. Uh, Spoiler alert. She doesn't appear in any other episodes. I double checked the IMDb because I was like, oh. 
I can't remember. They have her in multiple, and it is just these two. Um, so so it's, it's good that they aired them in the order. I mean, they, they're almost sort of had to. They they feel yeah. like very a part one and a part two, just specifically for the Noreen stuff. Exactly. Uh, and they bring up that, okay, no, she's no longer dating Dan, the high talker. Now she's dating a long talker. Yeah. Which, and you said that last episode that this is where they're really I'll, leaning into just I'll give nicknames. them. I will give them high talker for Dan for high-pitched but long talker was just this just felt extremely forced to me just to be like, OK, well, he just keeps talking. And he talks forever. He's a long talker. I'm just like, oh, my God, I get it. You, 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 you give people labels. And this is kind of where I got the idea last episode where I was talking how it's like sort of like the league where the league yeah. eventually just devolved into catchphrases mm-hmm. that they just, you know, made the scene around. Now, granted, I mean, that was a part of, of their style, like the the way that the league is shot. It's it's actually all improv and they have like a, the scene. They know where the scene's going to go or how it's supposed to go or where it's, where they're supposed to land. But they don't really know how they're going to get there. And they use kind of like these phrases to sort of get there. But like it became that's all it was about in later episodes is just these catchphrase thingies, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, what do you, what was Kevin one time was like smoke crotch or something like that. And then his crotch eventually gets caught on fire. It's just like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, okay, but yeah, I, I like the league, but it became just a, it was too short to be cliche. It just mm-hmm. weirdly within like four seasons became a cliche of itself. Yeah. It, it, if it would have kept going, it would have gotten real bad. Yeah. Um, but they, they, it finished it up and it was still solid. But what yeah. I want to bring up, talking about shows that are mostly all improv, curb your enthusiasm, baby. That show yeah. is basically all improv. Yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to listen to us talk about it, join our Patreon at our uh, at our tier that is for curb your enthusiasm. Just throwing that out there. You'll probably hear a, a commercial about it later, but just saying that as well. Right, and and the reason it's on our mind is because we are about to see Larry David in a cape. Yes, we are. All right, at the uh, oh yeah, that's, that's exactly the next. <laughs> we're note. still, they we're see still in the same scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're at the same scene. Uh, they see Frank with a guy in a cape. It's Larry David, um, and he looks ridiculous in a cape. <laughs> He's hamming it up, honestly. Um, yeah, and they're just they're just curious about it, which I think is pretty natural. If yeah. I saw a person with a cape who was acting as if they were natural in the cape, I'd be like, "The yeah. fuck are you doing? Why are you wearing a goddamn cape?" Yeah, it is as much as like I don't like them latching on to the whole long talker, high talker thing. I do think the conversation that Elaine and Jerry have right here about the cape is so natural and yeah. so perfect. And the fact that they're like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this. Let's just cross the street and not, not yeah. interact with Frank, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, overall. They don't want to interact with Frank if they can avoid it. Sure, of course, of <laughs> <In> course. <particular. laughs> and I do love that they, and actually we'll get more of this later, but they kind of build on this Frank and Elaine rivalry or something. They, there's some combativeness with them, and we'll talk about it later, but I, it comes to a head in one of my absolute favorite moments yeah. of all of Seinfeld. I think yeah. for so many people, you want a piece of me? I yeah. love that scene. <laughs> well, I think, and I think that's that scene that you're referring to the what you want a piece of me. Uh, and I think it's also made famous by the fact that like, there's so many outtakes for that scene where they're oh, yeah. both like laughing so much that it's also become like a famous outtake scene as well. Yeah, very much so. All right. At the apartment, Jerry gets a message from George. Uh, Jerry calls him back, but he gets Donna Chang. And uh, Jerry, of course, thinks that's a wrong number, you know, and then he kind of says another almost racist thing here. <laughs> um, oh, I should have talked to her. I love Chinese women. And Elaine says, isn't that racist? But Jerry says, if I like their race, how can that be racist? And I say it is racist because what you're doing is fetishizing her race. And I say it's not racist because I looked up the definition of Racism and racism is specifically a prejudice against someone for their race, or it okay. is you know exactly you're um you're having an antagonism for someone for their race. So specifically, no, no, yeah. it, you are adding a stereo. You have a stereotype issue here, but you don't have racism. Racism okay. specifically, at least from what I saw in the dictionary, yeah, Webster edition, yeah, anti, yeah, thoughts or an antagonistic thoughts. You dislike them because of what they look like or who they are for their religious beliefs or whatever. 
Yes, and for, I not whatever for their race, not yes. for whatever for the race. Right for the race. Um, yes, and I'm I'm with you there, and I think you're right. Okay, it's not racist, but it's also not healthy to fetishize yes. another another race and just like oh I just I like to date their women or, or I just or I like their culture and I appropriate it. There's there's little hints of that's not healthy either. But you're correct. It's I think yeah you're right, and it's at its definition Jerry is correct that it's not racist if I like that race. Exactly. He is technically right. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to just bring up is, yes, there are also, even if you like a race, there are such things as, you know, positive, they're called positive stereotypes or whatever it's called, um, that work against the culture. Like, say, right. all Asian people are good at math or all black right. people can dance. You know, you're not associating a negative thing towards them, but it can ultimately be bad to uh, make those associations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... At the end of the day, people are people. Everyone's yeah. a unique person, and we should treat everybody uniquely. Yes. All right. Uh, Jerry calls again for George, but he gets Donna Chang again. Apparently, the lines are crossed. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is that a thing? Did that ever really? like? I can think maybe like back in the day when you had an operator who actually had to like put the lines into it. So that hasn't happened. That They stopped that in like the fucking 70s or some shit. Yeah, the only answer I have is I've seen this so many times in movies and TV shows, you know, even though it's never happened to me in real life, that I assume that it has to have happened at some point. I, it's very likely, you know, yeah, I, I guess so. You just got to give it to him. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, no, that never fucking happened. That's not a thing. Yeah. But OK. All right. Yeah, it, it's it's you're right. It's been enough pop culture. You just got to allow it. So Kramer and comes it's funny in because it's, it's hmm. something that will. Never exist again, pretty much, no. you know, like it's 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 done with at this point. So, you know, because at one at what point will the term like you sound like a broken record? When will that just completely fade away? Because <laughs> no one will know like what yeah. a record is anymore, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, it, and I do. And while we, and even even CDs, they don't you, you yeah. could still skip CDs and they would still have that issue. Yeah. But that doesn't shit happen anymore. It's yeah, all streaming. It's so, all yeah. streaming now. So yeah, and so we never have it. But again, we've we've said it before. Actually, it hasn't been in a while. But I do like when we dive into these '90s shows and we're getting these little insights of like life in the '90s. Even though obviously it could be blown up because it's you know it's it's fiction and everything. But these are still problems. And it's like oh yeah, oh I remember like a couple like last episode or whatever when they started adding the um the area code to uh, phone numbers and everything. Yep. And uh, and I was like oh yeah, I remember when that fucking happened you yes. know so I, I do like this kind of stuff it's it's our nostalgic fun you know and that's why we go back to it all <laughs> yeah. the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that's why we all have so many we have podcasts talking about this kind of shit mm -hmm. all right kramer comes in he has a cheesy line here oh, i'm going through this stuff like water and he's carrying <laughs> a bottle of water ha 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 I mean, it's, yeah. it's dumb. It's All right. Yeah. Uh, Elaine then notices that Kramer's kind of uncomfortable. He's kind of just moving around. It's his underwear. That's the problem. His, you know, he's, uh, his boys need a house. <laughs> he, he switched to boxers and it's a, uh, it's a problem because he, he likes briefs and, and his boys, his boys need that kind of cradling. Now I can't even remember when I switched to, well, I'm a box. I guess it's technically boxer briefs, but they're loose. They're just like boxers for me. I don't like them like super tight. Yeah. If they're super tight, then they're like compression shorts. Yeah. Like, I like mine, you know, loose enough where my boys feel good, but they're yeah. not like cupped in like 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 even like like a briefs that like super tight briefs. That's not comfortable to me. Like it. Yeah. I, my boys, my boys need to breathe. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm I'm with so. you, buddy. I I'm boxer briefs as well, and they're not crazy tight either. But yeah, sometimes they do get a little squished in there. But I think overall, I'd, I'll stick with boxer briefs over boxers moving forward. Yeah, I I used to have like some like, um, like woven boxers, but the thing is they have no stretch to them. Yeah, and they're just not comfortable. Yeah. Um, and so a boxer briefs just have like they're all they're cotton. Cotton is the uh, the fabric of our life. It's it's, it's what the Yankees <laughs> wear. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're breathable. It's a natural fiber. <laughs> but that's what I that's what I like. Uh, uh, and, and the crowd loved it when uh when when Kramer said my boys need a house. He got a real strong reaction from yes. the crowd there. And we know he likes briefs because uh you know when yeah. he's a model for Calvin yeah. Klein, he just he's he that's what he does. Now we all grew up in briefs. I don't yeah. know if there's I don't know if there's a kid out there who do they even make like kid size 
boxers and boxer briefs nowadays. No, I, th- I think you just, I think, I think you wear briefs until you get to 16 and then you can decide. <laughs> but I think everyone wears briefs until then. Well, yeah, I mean, like your balls don't even drop. And so yeah. you don't really have to worry <laughs> about like yeah. breathe. Anything's like breathing down there. You don't have to worry about sperm count because that's going to become an issue here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> People are done ta- us talking about our balls. <laughs> I know. I, they have to be. <laughs> but we're not, though. No. I mean, uh, how many times have you talked about how low yours hang and all that kind of shit? I mean, God damn, Corey. I know Jesus. way more. I weigh too much. I know too much about your fucking. Yeah. <laughs> my balls? Yeah. Every, yeah not just and your balls. The, the same goes here, my man. The same goes here. <laughs> I know way too much about your balls, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Elaine net lets him know that boxers are better for sperm count. And this kind of gets him, you know, thinking kind of worried. Cause you know, even though he doesn't really want to have kids, he wants to know that he can have kids that yeah. kind of mentality. And otherwise the, the Kramer line will, will be extinct. Yeah, exactly. He's the last of his, uh, he's the last male Kramer. Um, Jerry, <laughs> I, I wrote down this line. And I like this line because it's what he says. He says, Jerry, uh, I got, I get a, he, he called Donna Chang and he talked to her and he got a date with the Pacific Rim as he put it. And that's, <laughs> yeah. so that's what I put in my nose. Just like, ah, oh, good, funny joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right when he said that the uh, Pacific Rim movie theme kicked on in my head, I was like, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I love so, that movie by the way. As uh though Pacific Rim, I've never yeah. seen it. That one or the sequel. The uh, sequel kind of sucked, but the Original, actually a lot of fun. Check it out. Okay. I mean, yeah. big robots like yeah, that big, shit. Yeah, and it's directed by Guillermo del Toro, so, you know, it's oh. got shit going on for it. I didn't know that about the yeah. first one. Yep. Cool. Uh, but anyway, Kramer, worried about, you know, that uh, that he's never impregnated a woman. And Jerry says, oh, you never slipped one past the goalie in all these years. And it's funny, but at the same time, it's like, that's not a common thing. Like, I, at least not at least not for me. I've, I've, it's never happened to me. You know, I've never had that discussion. Now, have there been no worries where someone's a little bit late yeah. and you're just like, okay, yeah, you're a, a fear for like a week. But besides that, it's, you know, I don't think just impregnating a person is a typical, like, you know, oh, oopsie. It doesn't happen all that often. <laughs> and oopsie poopsies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in the way Jerry said it, implied that yes. it has happened to him and i'm yes. like so you've had an abortion or like you've been with someone who who's had an abortion before like is that's that exactly what, you're what it, that's what it sounds like huh and um, you're very casual about that yeah yeah extremely um i'm going to use this to to take a very very strange side rant right here so i am a massive lover of the movie coming to america <laughs> the royal penis is clean yes great movie i know you love it as well yeah. it is it is a potentially a perfect comedy they're making us they've made a sequel and it's coming out on um amazon. amazon prime yeah my biggest issue is he might have a son in america so who did he fuck while in america like this i want i'm curious as to how they're going to explain it because i think ultimately that sequel hurts the legacy of Akeem because he he was like he was a, a pure soul almost yeah. when now yes he's he's had sex with his um his handmaidens and things like that cuz you know even his dad talks about that or his bathing women yeah. but like in America he was looking for his true love and so if he was just off fucking random women that takes away from the 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 search that he was doing for his love and so i think i dislike that they wrote that into this movie and i'm kind of curious how they're doing it because ultimately right now i'm pissed that that that's what they have right because as it stands you view it as disingenuous to the character exactly yeah and as it stands i am never going to watch the sequel i will choose to just watch the original (laughs) over and over again you're not even when it comes out you're not going to just check it out just to see I have zero interest. See, I, and I will watch it just to see, but I, I, I probably won't consider it "quote unquote" canon, if you will. Yeah. The first movie is perfect as it is; it doesn't need anything else, and they're just prying on our nostalgia by putting it out here. But, and so, but I already have Amazon, so I'm gonna, you know, watch it. But still, it's just like, 
Why? Well, fucking yeah. why? The, the only thing I'm excited for right now is the Mortal Kombat reboot. Oh, and that trailer was bomb diggity. Hey, everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, All right, George, let's get back to Seinfeld. George comes into the apartment. Uh, They mentioned the whole man with the cape who was with his father. And George is now, again, just like Jerry and Elaine, curious. Why the hell is my father with a man with a cape? And I absolutely adore this exchange. I love, first off, you know I get excited every time I find the gif that that I use. So Elaine and Mm. Jerry shrugging is the gif that I use every time. If someone's like, do you know something? I don't know. I'll just send that gif. So, of course, I see it. I'm like, yes, that's it's right here. But I do love how George is like. But you didn't you didn't go talk to him, right? And they're like, no, you know. And they're like, but he was like, but why was he talking to this guy? I don't know. Why was he wearing a cape? I don't know. It was great. It was like George's reaction was great. Jerry and Elaine's reaction was great. This little scene, man. And and I was just mentioning it the last episode how you know used to be how we'd have five minute scenes at the apartment, and now we, we it might be getting quicker and quicker because of all the characters. But here, I love the fact that we have two kind of scenes play out in one location and back to back. One is Kramer with his underwear, and then now George with the cape. But they both segued. They're both in the same location and they're both technically the same scene and i like that this is the kind of shit that i absolutely love yep yeah it works well kramer obviously because he is worried about his boys goes to a fertility clinic uh he's apparently low and the doctor doctor recommends boxer shorts i have seen that doctor before yes so can't remember his name that is william Ute and uh, he I know him from Night Court uh, he was basically he played a homeless guy on Night Court that Dan Fielding John Larroquette's character would kind of like use sort of like you know it was they were kind of friends but you know it was it was a weird inter- interesting relationship but it grew throughout the course of the series and that his character that this doctor guy his character got bigger and bigger in in night court and they he okay. got more screen time but he was on there for a lot of years as like a, a okay. recurring side recurring, character yeah. yeah i i should i should have looked it up I, I know i've seen him in like maybe he's like a one-off episode of scrubs or a one-off episode of right some other show that i've seen but he's been and, in a lot of stuff and any time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's the it's the homeless guy from Night Court. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And and uh, one day Night Court will be streaming on some service, and all will be right in the world. Yeah. <laughs> because it's nothing right nothing, now. Nothing, dude. You uh, the the best you can do right now. I mean, I've checked Tubi. I've checked everything. Best you can do is just buy the season on Amazon Prime and stream it there. Which I'm is like, interesting because like, John Larroquette won like four straight Emmys for dude, that the, show. Like, it show was a popular on, show. It's on for nine seasons. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I don't know what the answer is, but there has to be some kind of rights issue behind the scene. Because like, why? Uh, what streaming service wouldn't want nine seasons of a show to, to have on their service? You know, so I, I don't know why Night Court is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elaine tries to talk to Noreen, uh, but get again. Gets stuck. She has these phone issues with Noreen. Gets stuck talking to her long talker boyfriend. Ha ha ha. This one's a little funnier than, than the high talker. Like a little. Just a little yeah. bit. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're, you're seeing it from her side where she's having issues trying to get off the conversation, but she can't. But at the same time, part of me is like, just hang up the fucking phone, Elaine. It's not that hard. Yeah. 
So uh, Jerry is at a Chinese restaurant awaiting Donna Chang because she picked the restaurant. And uh, then this white woman comes up to him. This very attractive white woman. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think Donna Chang is, is very pretty. Yeah, <laughs> Donna <but> Changstein. <laughs> Donna Changstein, yeah. Played by Angela Dorman. I remember her most from the Drew Carey show, actually. Yes. I looked through her credits. She played like a, a reoccurring girlfriend, yeah. I believe, of uh, Drew for a few episodes. Not like a massive amount, but, but enough for me to remember her from it. Yeah, that wasn't a show that I watched regularly, but whenever it came across my eyes, I... I, I finished the episode. Like, I would always watch it all the way through, and I always enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think it's one that doesn't get enough credit. No. Like, people people do not talk about the no. Drew Carey show. They kind of just let it. It's gone the way of, I'd say even, like, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Like, people don't talk about those, but they were enjoyable shows. And the Drew Carey show, I, the whole, like, the Cleveland Rocks fucking theme song took over a lot of stuff. Mimi was like a, she became like a character, I felt, who would, like, a pop up in some other shows just because she was so fucking huge. So like, so my question to you is because I'm infinitely fascinated by these shows that were huge at a moment and then aren't later. Uh, Cause yeah. I always bring it up. There was a time in the eighties when perfect strangers had two new episodes on a week on two different wow. fucking nights. And now nobody talks about that show. Just You're like right. nobody talks about Drew Carey show. Like why does like friends and Seinfeld survive? But then like shows like night court or Drew Carey, they, the Drew Carey show had, like, a ton of seasons. It wasn't, like, over in, like, three seasons, no. you know? It was so, probably, like, like, a six or seven season yeah. show, if I can remember. Yeah, just like Third Rock from the Sun. Like, why, yeah. do those, why do those fade away? But, like, Parks and Rec and, and you know, 30 Rock will kind of stick around and stuff. Like, why does that yeah. happen? We're going to have to go back and watch them. We'll have to do a scene-by-scene breakdown <laughs> of all of those shows. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is some kind of purgatory hell for us, I think, maybe. <laughs> it's gonna, definitely going to turn into that. All right. At the apartment, Jerry talks with Elaine about this whole date that he you know, has um, because he's upset you know, that she's not Chinese. What the heck? He really wanted to date a Chinese person. Now, granted, if I wanted to date a Chinese person... But Angela Dorman came to my way. I'd be like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, all the racist talk we said earlier about how it is or possibly is real, whatever. At the same time, I get where Jerry's coming from. He was excited <laughs> well, to date a Chinese he, woman. <laughs> he had an expectation, yeah. and it did not go that way. Now, he thinks, though, that uh, she is utilizing and, she, and she's taking advantage of people who think that she might be Chinese. And so that she's kind of into that, and she kind of leans into it. I, I think so, he's right, actually. I do think oh, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> By the yeah. end of the episode, 100%. So uh, Elaine men- then mentions that uh, Paul and Noreen might be breaking up. This is the long talker. Jerry suggests that uh, this might be because she's hanging up on him because she doesn't want to talk to this guy. And so it might look like Noreen's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's funny because that, that actually makes the previous scene better because you were like, well, what if, uh, what, why didn't Elaine just hang up? And then, but the answer is, if she does keep hanging up, it actually just is going to make things worse. Yeah, exactly. But the, so that's, that's kind of, she, so she does that off screen, I'm assuming, because that's what, um, yeah. is happening. Yeah. And so, all right. Uh, Kramer comes in. He's trying to give Jerry all of his boxer briefs. Come on. Instead of just throwing them in the trash, he's trying to have Jerry do that for him. And, of course, naturally, Jerry's like, whoa, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to touch that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Uh, yeah, I know, um, I know. <laughs> but here we do get some really good Michael Richards. His, his physical comedy, mm. the way he's like – He's flipping, he's flopping with the boxers, and he's just, it's not working for him. He's going crazy. And the way he just kind of does his motions along with his exasperated movements when, while he's talking, and it, it, the, the way he emphasizes things while he's talking and doing all this stuff, um, I mean, that's why Kramer became, I think, such a popular character for people, because just Richards does such a great job. And we've talked about it in the past. I mean, he's, he's had great moments, but I think so far in this season – with the the episodes that we've covered, he he is on fire right now. I, I would agree that his consistency is yeah. probably the best out of anybody right now because yeah. we're getting consistent, strong Kramer where it's not just like, oh, we have a mediocre Kramer episode. No, no, no. We're having like real good shit. Like where even he just feels like maybe Kramer's not his whole plot line isn't the biggest but still the character is doing all the things I want Kramer to be doing. Yep. <laughs> 
Yep. So. And and whenever he is on screen, he is destroying it. Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. So all right, at monks. No, uh, wait George... a wait a bit. Hold on. I, I do oh. love the fact that uh that he that George or Kramer leaves the the, the underwear Oh. Right on his table. And I love how Jerry's like, well, I'm going to have to move now. Yeah, that's, that's a funny line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah. Didn't, didn't note it, but it is good. So, all right, at Monk's, uh, Frank and his dad are talking. He brings up that Jerry and Elaine saw him with this guy with a cape. Yeah. But Frank, he can't get past that they wouldn't say hello to him. Of course. Almost like an Uncle Leo kind of thing. But sure. um, he's just like, wow. I can, I can understand Elaine. She's a bit – what's the word – Supercilious, and I, I wrote down the definition for. Super I did too, but you you tell us. <laughs> it says uh, behaving or looking as though one thinks one is superior to others, and I was like, huh, yeah, Elaine, okay, that is definitely Elaine. And you're right; you said it a couple like a couple scenes earlier, but yes, this is when I think we start getting the mm-hmm. Frank and Elaine. Uh, feud basically yes. yeah because you can tell like he he had something against her um, yeah. so he kind of even believed like okay fine but not jerry he you know he's like why wouldn't jerry do it and then it works so. too because later on when it does like come to a head it works because elaine doesn't put up with any shit from frank because yeah. she doesn't really give a shit about him either <laughs> so it's it's really fucking perfect you know but at the same time i do get frank's you know he's like i i didn't expect that from jerry you know what i yep. mean yeah all right, at the apartment, Donna Chang uh, says, ridiculous. Um, and I, <laughs> Great I'm not going to lie. It is. It is. I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, Jerry notices it. He's like, what? what? Did you just say ridiculous? And no, ridiculous. I Now, I absolutely say this at home sometimes. I, will, I won't say this, like, too loud. But if I'm, like, you know, if I'm with, if I'm with my wife, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say it any I say it at random times. Sometimes I will just say it in general. I'm like, oh man, that's ridiculous. But but <laughs> just, you're you're just, referencing this, right? The, the, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to be racist. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Say, yeah. I'm trying to reference Seinfeld. That's kind of trying to joke on the racism thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it is. no, I, I get it. Yeah, and you're and you're doing it with with your wife. I, that's I get that. I just was was curious. like this is what's in your head is what yeah. you're you're sort of mimicking. Oh um, yeah. I, I forgot. I kind of forgot about it. And it always, I always enjoy like what you latch onto versus what I latch onto because I literally was taking a note and she said ridiculous, ridiculous, and I I looked up the same time Jerry looked up and we <laughs> kind of both had the same reaction and uh, I. Actually actually rewound it because i was watching it with subtitles and they they subtitled they spelled it ridiculous like they spelled yeah. it that way ridiculous and yes, that was should. funny although they didn't use like quotes or something you know oh, okay. and uh but you know we we've talked about it before but i love reaction comedy and mm. i loved jerry's reaction to her saying that so here i i i, lo- I don't love reaction comedy like you do as yeah. much mm-hmm. i like it but the thing is, we all know it's it's weird, and and we see we got it. Like I don't like the point where he has to call it out, where he's like, "Did you just say ridiculous?" Like we know that's what he's thinking. Like yeah. his face says it all. And then yeah. even worse is when George comes in, um, and uh, in a bit, you know, George, they're gonna say uh, there's gonna be another line where Jerry says ridiculous, and George is like. What? Like? Yeah. Oh no, no. He says he says something else with with the yeah. R instead of the L. And, and I'm with I'm with you. I think they could have just left it with the face. Jerry just need facial the face. Rea- yeah, and, and because his facial reaction was fantastic. And then the same thing with George. Just see his facial reactions yeah. of Jerry saying it like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like and, we get that in the face, and then he says it yeah. to Jerry, and it's like, "I don't need that. Yeah. You're over-explaining your joke." Yep, you're a hundred percent correct, and I think. That would have played out better and just have both of the punchlines be like and then, of course, have Jason Alexander do a like a similar facial expression as Jerry does. And then that's the punchline right there. There you go. Perfect. All right. Um, We find out that Donna Chang is apparently talking with his mother, obviously, because because of the lines being crossed. Uh, She ends up talking to them and we find out that George's parents are getting a divorce. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now George is all worried, you know, that he's pissed off. He's not pissed off because he's seeing love going away. He's pissed off because 
he doesn't want to have to spend more time with his parents. And if they're divorced, now he's got to basically double the time and spend the same times with uh, one as at the other. Yeah. And so he's all upset. He blames the man in the cape. He doesn't even know what the hell that's about, but uh, he says he doesn't. I don't trust men in capes. <laughs> Jerry, though, of <laughs> yeah. course, comes to the defense by bringing up Superman. <laughs> Superman wore a cape. I'll be damned if I stand here and let you say anything bad about him. I love all and George. George, ba- George, George like, backs sure, off. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yes, yeah, su- not everyone with capes are bad. But yeah, Jerry like latched onto that. <laughs> yep, immediately. Uh, Kramer comes in and he mentions that he wants to date Noreen. Uh, all right, um, but uh, Jerry then also kind of notices. He's feeling more comfortable. Yeah. All right. Lucy goosey. And there's uh no jockey, no jockeys, no boxers. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't you see what's going on here? The only thing between him and us is a thin layer of gabardine. And that's a great I lo- line. <laughs> I love how Elaine and Jerry both take a step back and Kramer's yeah. still just standing there. And my God, I have to I have to say this one. He goes, I feel like a naked innocent boy roaming the countryside. I love that line so much. That's a great one. But even the line that he says right before it, and they're like, say it isn't so. And he's like, oh, it's so. I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Delivery is on point. God, dude. I mean, Kramer is on fire. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. All right, at Monk's, uh, Elaine's there with Noreen. And, um, you know, Paul, she was there talking about Paul. And this guy, he was convinced that she was having an affair because of this whole hang-up thing. And Elaine kind of tries to defend it. You know, Noreen calls her out, finds out that she was the one who was calling. And this is where Elaine tells her, well, Paul's actually kind of boring. He's this long talker, kind of boring. You know, tie back into the last episode where she tells Noreen that, okay, Dan is a high talker. And then we find out that Noreen broke up with Dan and now she's dealing with this long talker, this boring guy. And she's like, okay, same kind of look like, oh, oh, wow. Elaine thinks this person's boring. Maybe they are boring. And it's funny because uh, both of the scenes, that last episode and this one, they're both at the bar part of the. Or mm, yeah, it's not at a diner. It's not. Is it still called a bar? Even counter. It's, it's called okay, a counter. Okay, it's the counter. Okay, so they're at the counter seats, and I, I do wonder if because she's in both episodes, if they just filmed these two scenes, or the, like, bet, even though they're yeah. episodes apart, I just felt like they filmed them the same. Like they left the camera set up there, and they changed wardrobes, and then just filmed it, you know, for both episodes. Yes, I mean if the if they have a decent enough first director and um, line producer and director who hashed out when they're doing stuff, yeah, they they shot those at the same time. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. So, uh, all right. 
at the apartment, Jerry berates Elaine for fucking up this woman's life for basically just being like, you know, she obviously uh, has, you have some pull with her. Like she listens to everything you say. Hmm. Um, Donna Chang. Go ahead. It's like going in the army for like this is. Oh we yeah, find, we find out that Noreen was in the army. That was like, a weird thing. I, honestly, I mean, and, but although you find like where it ultimately goes, actually kind of makes sense because Noreen needs somebody to tell them what to do. I guess. But mm. even when I was a kid, I was like, oh, oh shit, she she doesn't look like somebody that was like in the army, yeah. right? But that's also I think sexist because I think she would have been capable of being in the army, you know. I just I, you think of like it's like oh it's gonna they're gonna look like Gina Carano or something you know but like no I think Noreen could could totally be fine in the army but although she might be a little old at that point for going back in and if she AWOLed, I don't know if they'd let her back in no they wouldn't if you go AWOL, I yeah. think you're, you're it's like a dishonorable discharge that's yeah exactly basically. so so I'm thinking she's like heading into a court martial actually if she goes back yeah. to the army we find out that uh, Donna Chang apparently uh, helped Estelle kind of get away from the divorce and she's kind of talked her back into you know trying to make things work with frank and because of this estelle is super happy with donna chang invites her to dinner okay cool what could go wrong <laughs> absolutely nothing when it comes to estelle costanza <laughs> exactly all right at the costanzas we find out that uh you know george is asking frank about you know what who is this guy with the cape it was frank's lawyer because sure. they were getting a divorce and so that's the dude um i would never hire a lawyer with a cape not none <laughs> no but frank is a different kind of guy frank's a different kind of beast man <laughs> yeah he is all right on the uh drive to the costanzas jerry kind of calls out donna chang for acting chinese kind of quickly yeah um, I know, i'm surprised she was still so nice like after that exchange i would think that would have kind of been the end of the relationship but yeah not not so much that is i agree that is the kind of um that was my little note here was that it didn't seem to really go anywhere like this should have been a catalyst to start a big fight between the two of them but it didn't really they get there and then you know the 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 next joke is estelle is pissed yeah. that donna isn't chinese and so like that whole little interaction in the car was pretty much unnecessary yeah you did, didn't even need that scene because you yeah. didn't need jerry saying it because we already knew it we already knew that he felt that way and he didn't you know nothing came from him saying it to her so that scene was literally like what 45 seconds of unnecessary yeah. tv yep very much so uh, elaine calls noreen and we find that Kramer is there because, you know, we we heard earlier that he wanted to date her. And so now he's there um, and he's going to be calling the shots for her now. He thinks she should go back into the army and all this other kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. so he's he's taking over the, uh, I don't know, the mentorship role from Elaine yeah. uh, in Noreen's life. So Estelle, you know, we can have some quick scenes back and forth between yeah. this stuff. But yeah. uh, Elaine or Estelle doesn't like the all this advice now because Don Chang isn't Chinese and for some reason Chinese people have better advice. Yeah. I And that I racism doesn't. works because of Estelle, because she's yeah. older and everything. Sure. sure. Okay. Uh you know, yes, it's it you're you're confused by it, but you just I think you just chalk it up to Estelle being eccentric and sure dumb or whatever, you know, just being yeah. exactly crazy. a bit ignorant. We'll yeah. go we'll ignorant. go with that. There but, you um, go. She she uh she decides she won't take advice from some girl from Long Island. <laughs> That's her line. I do like that. Uh, and apparently the divorce is back on. It's back on, which, baby. Yeah, jo uh, Frank is is all for it too. Apparently, <laughs> didn't take much for that divorce to kind of come back. No. On. And earlier on, like, there's some really good conversation about like you know how is this going to affect George? And it probably would have been better for him ha mm -hmm. if they had gotten a divorce 30 years prior, George might've actually turned out better. So I do like that. Like, you know, there was discussion in this episode about how this would affect George. And from two people who came from broken homes, if yeah. you will, broken, like I don't, I mean, I turned out great, man. I'm fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. And to think that, you know, if my parents have stuck together, would I be in a better person? Hell no. I'm no. awesome. I'm great as it can be. Here's the thing. People who stay in relationships, divorce can be a good thing. And the people who like stick to some of these marriages because they just think, oh, I don't want a divorce. But then you're like subjecting all the people around you to your fighting and this negative relationship that you're putting forward. It's not a good thing. Sometimes divorce is just the best option. 
and I mean, you see, George is the example of some of the parents <laughs> yeah. that stay together when they should have been divorced. So yeah. yeah, dude, I'm I'm with you, man. Like, if my I I don't even know what kind of life I would have had if my mom and dad had stayed together. I think my mom would have killed him at some point. So <laughs> that would have been a whole different story. But yeah, dude, it, for for me too, this was the best case scenario for that. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, George, of course, is now upset because the divorce is back on. And so he's got to spend time with them separately, all this kind of shit. Um, and Kramer yells for So they're on the street uh, right by the fruit stand, which I kind of like. They kind of just chuck in the fruit stand every now and then, yeah. which is nice. We see it every now and then. Kramer yells from the window, you know, that the Kramer name might live on. Noreen's late. <laughs> She's late. <laughs> he's pretty excited about that. Yeah. So, uh, and then at the end of this, credits are kind of going on over this, and we then have a tag at the end of these little credits here of Noreen about to jump off a bridge. So, it's not until this moment, I guess because I'm taking notes and stuff, but I'm not connecting the previous scene of Kramer saying, you know, excited that she's she's <laughs> maybe pregnant, there, to now yeah. her going to kill herself that's fucking dark as shit. Is she killing herself because she might be pregnant? I I don't know if it was because she might be pregnant or she doesn't she doesn't feel she has a direction in life and she needs someone to tell her. But it made no fucking sense. I hate this tag. It was so fucking bad and what happened we gotta say what happens uh well, you'll say it because i don't even want to talk about it so so she's about to jump it's like one like one stationary shot the entire time and yeah. uh and larry david in his cape comes like slinking out and right when she's about to grab he or jump he grabs her and just keeps her from you know jumping etc the cape thing they're playing up the hero thing and she's like who are you and he's like I'm Frank Costanza's lawyer, and then kind of starts scooting her off scene or whatever. And I, I mean, I like the fact that he says I'm Frank Costanza's lawyer, but I, like, it, that's no, it like, doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would she know that? I mean, it's it's played for no goddamn reason. It's it's not funny. It comes out of nowhere. It, it has zero setup because you're right. The last thing we know is she might be pregnant. And now she wants to jump off the fucking bridge. It's this really hurt the episode for me. Take us into the final thoughts, baby, because I did the last one and you're on fire right now. Well, I <laughs> literally I was about to bring up my uh, my rating like a half a point from all the Kramer fun that we had until I reminded myself about this goddamn tag. And I'm like, you know what? No, this tag is awful. That stand up at the beginning was awful. awful. And there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't think is really all that funny other than some of the great stuff. This is a roller coaster of an episode. It has some high highs. It has some low lows. So obviously Kramer and his underwear and him in general was on point. You know, he gets a 4.5 out of 5 for me on this episode. Easy. I, I do like the kind of the Chinese stuff. Like, you know, some of that stuff is fine. Like when they, you know, when it's not too racist. And I don't think they cross the line of too racisty with with a lot of this stuff. I mean, that's the whole point of the jokes. But I do wish some of the stuff was a bit more subtle. I already brought up the whole thing of like, you know, Jerry just Jerry and George doing their facial stuff. Uh, Ryan's crossed. That was the joke that he said. He said, oh, you got the oh, yeah. Ryan's crossed. Oh, yeah. mm. um, so I, I wrote it in my final list is where it was. I absolutely think they should have just gone with facial. And I think that would have elevated it completely the noreen stuff did not land with me i thought it was weird and stupid and it didn't make sense and you know she's just i don't know just this worthless woman in my opinion she immediately became worthless to me um because she has she she can't do anything for herself the man in the cape stuff bugged me i i wish they would have had anyone else but larry david i think he just it took away from me that it was Larry David. It was Larry David in a cope in in a, in a cape and not a weirdo in a cape. Mm, and so okay. I didn't like that. And now they, of course they can't, you know, assume that Larry David becomes such a big fucking person. The regular Joe who watched it in 1994 has no idea. And that's fine. Right. But to me, I see Larry David and I don't like it. Um, So this was definitely not a standout episode. I give it an edge over the previous episode because there are just some great lines. 
uh, from Kramer in particular, and just other stuff. There's some other good stuff. I will say I do the ridiculous every now and then, or at least, you know, I, I do think that stuff's funny. And, of course, I'm out there. I'm loving every minute of it, a lot of other things. But to me, some of those bookends really hurt this episode, so I have to give it right in the dead center, as dead center as it gets. I gave it a 2.5 out of 5 caped Larry David. No, 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 no I'm taking that back. 2.5 out of 5 because I'm going to steal this from you. 2.5 out of 5 naked innocent boys roaming the countryside. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my two ratings. <laughs> I, I had to do it. I was That's like, fine. I know he wants to do it. That's fine. That's fine. I, I got another one, though. Um, yeah, dude, I here's what I'll say. I get why you have problems with it. Um, mm-hmm. I agree the opening stand-up was terrible. I agree the final stinger, I don't even think it added anything to it. If it anything, hurt. It, it hurt it. If anything, right now, our discussion made me realize how dark it was. Yeah. That if, if she has Kramer's kid inside of her and she's thinking about killing herself, that's really <laughs> fucked up, you know? So yeah. those two bookends, two, the be- first stand-up, one of the worst stand-ups I have ever seen him do, and racist on top of it, and then ending with this, dude, I mean, for me, that knocks it down a whole point. But the problem is, for me, everything that happens in the middle, I fucking love. And just Kramer being on fire is fantastic. George's response to, like, who is the guy in the cape? I thought all of that was great. Noreen, yeah, I don't really care for her, but it's kind of, she's kind of a non-entity to me. I kind of don't really, it doesn't matter what happens to her because... She's a moron, clearly. So I kind of don't really give a shit what she does. And I'm happy she doesn't have that much to do in this episode. So yeah. honestly, man, I had a lot of fun with this episode, but it's not perfect. I do truly think the things that you are calling out on it are valid points, but some of those points don't affect me as much. Like another thing, like seeing Larry David in the cape. I think it's cute and funny because, A, I'm not a huge Larry David fan, although I'd say I know him more now, but mm-hmm. back then I didn't know who the fuck that was, you know? Yeah. And and so I can still sort of disassociate myself a, a little bit, but I loved this episode. I thought the energy was fun, and I thought, like, what everyone was doing was fun. If anything, I just wish I saw some Mr. Pitt in this episode, but um, yeah. I'm going to have to give this one four Jerry and Elaine shrug gifs out of five. I loved it, bro. Is that, is that after a one point drop? Were yeah, you? It was going to be a going five. to give it yep. a five. Yeah, it was close. It was close. Holy I mean, I, shit! I mean, I yeah. I mean, watching it, I knew it would have been a five if I didn't have those two bookends. Those bookends, yeah. they hurt okay. it bad, dude. Well, this, they even really. Even so, I think this might be our one of our biggest our biggest uh, differences. Dispar- yeah, yeah, disparities. Yeah. Exactly. Like a one point five is a pretty big jump between. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree our, with you. Our different ratings. I agree with you, and and and, but it's 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 such a it's a damn shame that 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 those bookends we I mean universally mm. you hated by both of us. Uh, oh, and yeah. even that stinger, I would rather yeah. have I would rather have a fucking um uh, another stand up at the end because yes. then we wouldn't I be miss, looking made me miss the stand up. Yeah, because then we wouldn't be looking at Noreen as a horrible mother like like you know what i mean like that's horrible so yeah, yeah that it, it's interesting how how those things uh play out are we gonna get much uh larry david moving forward because in my head the cape is kind of my main larry david visual in my head yeah. from seinfeld are we gonna get much more of him doing like visually on screen because we're gonna hear so. him as Steinbrenner. Yeah, we hear but... him as, as and I like I like actually him as a voice. I think it's right, him right. cameoing as a voice, solid. Him cameoing in person, not as good. I mean, maybe it's just this cape one because I'm too just fixated on on that part. I didn't dislike him when he was uh, the guy in that movie. Um, you know, who yeah, said the yeah, line? Yeah, that one yeah. didn't bother me all that much. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's also so unique looking too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I you felt ju- like you know it's Larry David. You see it, you're like, oh, that's Larry David right I think, there. I think my problem was I felt like he's he's not a good actor. Larry David's yeah. not a good actor. Yeah. And I think like him being in this cape, it made me look at him as an actor, and he is he was even bad acting as the guy in the cape <laughs> to me. And even in the end, in the last in the stinger, why would you take her like oh, he's off terrible screen? Like like why would you just take her across the rail? You he would like if that was a real thing, yeah. he would grab her and then jump back onto the the, the road, it, you know, onto was the bridge. You so wouldn't slink back, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 
No, I, I'm with you, dude. That that ending stinger is yeah. trash. And I regret telling you to make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> I, I didn't miss it, though, earlier. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it, it absolutely hurt the episode. All right. Yeah, yeah. I All agree. right, but we'll never get hurt. We will always be a five out of five is podcasting after dark and that is a podcast that my man Corey does with our friend zach tell us all about it yeah podcast after dark is a cult movie podcast uh right now our newest episode that you guys can find we just reviewed the blob 1988's the blob kevin dillon's in that movie by the way yeah, the guy from uh, Entourage? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's young, man. He's got a lot of hair, too. It's 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 crazy, bro. Yeah. And, yeah. Sh- uh, Sean and Jeremy Smith. Piven, who played uh, George Costanza <laughs> in, uh, in the pilot. Yeah, in Entourage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not in the blob. Jeremy Piven yeah. is not oh. in the blob. Well, whatever. I, I was making my connections. You I were getting excited. Like six, I was going six degrees of separation. I was all ready, man. <laughs> you were getting excited. So, yeah, we're having fun over there. We're, we're interviewing people. Um, we just talked to uh, Peter Jason, who you guys probably, he's a character actor you guys have seen in They Live, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> but Adam, you probably know Peter Jason as uh, how familiar are you with the original Mortal Kombat? Do you remember the. the <laughs> Do you know, I mean, we were drunk when we watched it together. I know. But I absolutely know Mortal Kombat. So do you remember. Master Boyd, who who gets um who gets Johnny Cage to join. Yeah, I, I took I took a look at this picture and I immediately was like, oh, that's the guy who talks to Johnny Cage, but it's actually Shang Tsung. It's actually like, Shang Tsung. <laughs> so immediately. Yeah, exactly. So that is where I always know Peter Jason from. And uh, at the time of recording this, we were going to be interviewing him in two days, and I'm going to tell him that I know him as Master Boyd from uh, from yeah. Mortal Kombat. I, I would never be able to remember the the character name of master boyd but i do know that yes he was yep. the guy who convinced johnny cage to join uh mortal Kombat. Yep. so we're we're interviewing that guy adam oh awesome well he's also in they live which is a huge yes. and a, yeah, escape from uh la so yeah he, he's right up y'all's alley exactly and yes he's, he's had much higher uh b- bigger roles than that so so yeah, we it's, have... it's fucking that's mortal Kombat, baby there's yeah. nothing bigger than mortal Kombat. dude i love me some mortal Kombat. you love yep. mortal Kombat, so oh, yeah. <laughs> it has begun but uh so anyways we have fun on podcast after dark but we as in me and your brother and everybody we all have fun on the blast from our past because i think at this point we've all done guest spots on on that show so tim and dean and everybody right have all done guest spots on on the blast from our past so good times buddy tell us about that show oh yeah that's a show that happens uh me and my brother talk all things Nostalgia. We do uh, movies, TV show reviews, uh, album reviews, and we do top ten lists. Uh, all things from mostly mainstream. Unlike uh, podcasting after dark, we kind of stick to what the more the popular kind of kids. Because I was super popular. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I was a band nerd. But uh, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we talk about. And um, I also have Throwback Trivia Takedown, which is a trivia podcast that if you guys like trivia check it out it's just darn good trivia i think yeah it is so, yeah. it's it is darn good trivia it's the only trivia podcast that i listen to and have, having hosted it once and have and, and thus mm-hmm. also having to prepare the questions my hat is always off to you guys because that show is not it's not like an easy show now you just don't you don't just like watch something and then just go talk about it like there is a lot of prep in that show and you told me offline that there was one question that it took you about an hour and a half to 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 basically lock down for for one of the final questions like to figure it out so dude my hat's off to you for for putting in the work on that show dude the final questions have gotten a little bit tough so we've been actually shifting up our mentality to how we're going to attack the final questions but yeah because the way we were doing them it's just like oh my god i'm trying to do all this research to see if i could if something turns out and then it doesn't fuck then i have to yeah then shift you, you my wasted mentality, like the, and the then i wasted all that time yeah, and i have yeah. to do this other research and then it's just like god damn it and so and, and, and i know what you mean because having just literally just done it once i yeah. totally fucking get it and guys and gals out there if you like trivia podcasts it doesn't even matter if it's throwback trivia TikTok. i hope that it is but just if you like if you listen to trivia podcasts give those hosts props no matter which one it is because yes. that is a hard thing to fucking do um but uh, another show that we both love 
Tim and Dean over Talking Back, we've both been guests on that show. You and John were mm-hmm. on an episode of Talking Back doing Dread, the 2012 yeah. Dread movie. Uh, great conversation from all four of you all. Thank I love you. that fucking movie. And by the time you listen to this, I think the episode that Zach and I were on, you know, from Podcast After Dark on Talking Back, we discussed um, uh, Judgment Night. Uh, you know, the movie with Jeremy Piven and, yes. uh, <laughs> and and fucking Dennis Leary and Emilio Estevez. And we had a fun time doing talking about that one. So go check out our friends Tim and Dean over at Talking Back. They produce a fantastic show. And I got to say, man, all the shows on our network, I listen to all of them and I love them all. And that's what's freaking awesome. Like, there's no show on our network that I don't enjoy. And that includes Agreed. the ones that I edit, like Cartwright. Like, I, I listen to this while I'm editing it and I enjoy it. And guys and gals, don't ever produce content that you don't personally enjoy. You will not be doing it correctly if you do that. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see all of y'all next week when we are talking The Couch. Poppy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ba- bringing back Poppy. <laughs> bringing back Poppy. <laughs>Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.